Are you tired of putting yourself last? Of taking care of everybody else's needs and powering through to meet the next set of impossible standards? In our fast-paced society, we lose touch with our intrinsic worth, with the ability to value ourselves for who we are right now. Instead of living life exhausted, frustrated, and disconnected from your authentic self, maybe it's time to put yourself back in the life you've worked so hard to create. Join radio host and life choreographer Laura Cheadle and learn how to build your dreams and live your sparkle using the five steps of flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and today we're going to have as our guest a best-selling author. Not only is she a best-selling author, but she is going to help you and help me, help both of us, figure out some of these unseen codes in our DNA that are controlling our life, and then figure out ways to unlock the best version of ourselves. Now, I know you're interested. Her book is the Code Breaker book, and she's going to be explaining some more of that stuff as we do our interview today. So I would like you to give Sandra Bizkind a warm welcome. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the show. Hi, Laura. It's really wonderful to be here with you. I love the sparkle. Yay. I'm so glad. Now, my show is called Flaunt, Build Your Dreams, Live Your Sparkle. And FLAUNT is an acronym. I was hoping that we could kind of break down this acronym and then talk about you and your work and see how it all interplays together. The first step is in FLAUNT is find your fetish. And I know you have spent your whole lifetime kind of chasing breakthroughs, chasing exciting things, chasing things that make you a better version of yourself. So Can you tell us a little bit about your past and finding your fetish and what brought you to this point that you're at right now? Wow, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess for me it started when I was, I think, three or four, when I really had access um, to divine beings who were speaking to me every night. And of course, at three, you don't label yourself as a psychic and you, you just... It's normal, you know. Lots of kids have have um, invisible friends, but my invisible friends, you know, he, one of them was called Jesus, and um, and <laughs> he was telling me all sorts of amazing, wonderful things. And um, and at the age of fourteen, I was having definite uh, clairvoyant experiences, and um, then at eighteen, I had a near death experience where I was almost almost gone, and I went through what I later found out was what was known as an awakening or an enlightenment experience. And it was during that time that I understood that enlightenment was the only thing that was going to stop suffering. So you can imagine that my real fetish started then because that was the, that was the passion to keep experiencing that to wow that's how I want to live and it's interesting because I felt you know for the first time in my life I knew that peace was my natural state and that I was love 
And then I was totally aware of what everybody else in the hospital was thinking and feeling. And I trusted entirely in that process at that time. And there was an integrity to it. You know, like it felt, it didn't feel fragmented at all. It felt strong and, and, and beautiful. And I was very, very neutral. And neutrality is another word for enlightenment. So nothing was pushing my buttons. You know, the, the doctor saying, oh, I hate to cut up your beautiful stomach my mother crying, you know, everyone rushing around me. I was just totally happy observing it all. And there was a unity and a oneness to the whole experience. And I was very mindful, like I totally tapped into intuition and really mindful of um, what I was feeling and going through, which was pretty fabulous at that time. And but what I've just described to you is really the acronym uh, PLATINUM, which is the basis of a system that Daniel and I have created is our legacy work to the world. And what, what we realised was that if we could all live in that place with peace, love, awareness, trust, integrity, neutrality, unity and mindfulness, then we will have cracked the happiness and success code. And so my passion and drive has really been to become the best version of me by spending decades uh, working with um, spiritual gurus, masters, teachers all over the planet and at the same time having three award-winning businesses. So it, this is a very interesting scenario where you've got uh, somebody who's really passionate about all things spiritual and the evolution of my soul but I also had a 25-year career in the fashion industry with my own boutiques and label, uh, 15 years in the hospitality industry in New Zealand uh, with an award-winning you know, the best, the best hotel, best coastal hotel in the world in 2010. And then here winning awards um, in America for the work that we're doing um, in, in the personal development spiritual realm. So, you know, my passion has been really, I've really stuck to it and I've been really diligent. And quite frankly, once you find your fetish, that's it. You have to stick with it. You have to, you know, if it makes you happy, if there's a, if, and especially if there's a greater purpose to it, um, boy, finding a fetish makes it easy. Yes. And, you know, I, I just wanted to point out what was meaningful to me in what you were saying is that you have done other things. You, you know, have the fashion, the, the label, you had the hospitality stuff. But your drive was peace is your natural state of thing. I, I love that you said that. And it feels like no matter what we do, once we have that enlightenment, once we're aware that we are love, we can do a multitude of things or mm -hmm. one thing. And it doesn't matter because we're in that natural state. So, you know, listeners listening to the show, they don't have to relate to you and say, hey, I want to do hospitality. I want to do all they have to do is feel love and maybe have that drive to feel peace and that drive to do whatever they do in their natural state. And that's that universal connection that connects us all. Well, you just hit the nail on the head. That was really beautifully said because people, you know, people say, oh, they go to a spiritual workshop or they start meditating and they think, oh, this is for me. I'm going to devote my life to it. But look, we're in this world. And there's a lot of fun things to do and experience. And again, you can have your soul is here to evolve, grow and have fun. And for us to be 
you know, continually upgrading our frequency so we can reveal more of the wonder of who we are. And we can do that doing anything, you know, in the, in the boardroom, in the, you know, wherever we are on this show, like here we are. And, you know, we're having fun doing this. So whatever it is that you're doing, I used to say, like when in the hospitality industry when my staff didn't show up, I would go in and make the beds and scrub the toilets and I would be so happy. Mm-hmm. And people would say to me, what are you doing? I'm going, oh, I'm having fun. You know, like when I do this, I'm bringing all of this beautiful love that I am into these bathrooms and bedrooms and imagine what these people are going to feel like when they come in here. <laughs> and, you know, it's that, it's that, um, it's that focus that your fetish is who you are. So here's a deep question for you. I feel like a lot of people think once they have found their fetish, once they are enlightened, once they're at this beautiful place, that nothing will ever go wrong again. Was that true for you or did you have some other I can't help laughing because that's just not life. No. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody still has, you know, unconscious and hidden programs that still knock us out of centre and knock us out of balance occasionally. And and I like to say we all have slips in our magnificence. And yes. when we have that, um, it's our job to get us back into centre and align back with who we really want to be. But that can be a daily event no matter how much work you have done on yourself, no matter um, how diligent you've been on your inner game, and getting clear of unconscious programs, there'll be always something else that comes up. And that's why I said neutrality, you know, for me is so important because, you know, neutrality is another word for enlightenment. It's when you get knocked off and rather than go into judgment, you go, whoa, hang on a minute, look what happened. Gee, I wonder what what that's about. And you start inquiring into what, what it's about and you start learning about what's running your show and what's triggering you. And then you use the tools and the signpost to get you back into center. I love that. I love that. And that leads me right into the next step of flaunt L, which is laugh out loud. And although you didn't say, you know, laugh at your slips and your magnificent magnificence, I like how you said, observe things neutrally and say, wow, and then use some of your tools to bring you back into center. And to me, there's always a little bit of that divine humor that, hey, it happened again. Oh, whoops, I did it again. Oops, <laughs> one more time. I, I actually love Laugh Out Loud. I think that's really fun because it reminds me of the emoji, you know, the little one with the two tears coming out of the face as it's laughing. Yes. And, and um, I, I, that's one of my favorite emojis, by the way, and I use it when I've done something wrong or I've said something and I'm apologizing or whatever. And I use that one to say, yeah, hang on, you know, this really is a crazy situation. So being able to retain that sense of humor and really look at what, what's happened and what you're doing and how you're feeling from this place that is an observer of what's going on. And look, all of us are driven by our emotions and our emotions are triggering off these decisions and the decisions, you know, when they're made from, from this, you know, an emotional state, usually are not the correct decisions. And so it's really important to take a step back, put a smile on your face. We talk about this in Code Breaker, by the way. Smile and then, then go, okay, so now what? Um, yeah. In fact, look, 
I don't know if you watched America's Got Talent, but uh, this week there was a 12-year-old girl on who started singing and Simon Cowell said, stop, stop, stop. The background music is drowning out your voice um, and I think you should be doing this a cappella. And he went up and gave her a sip of water and she walked off stage to put the water down and she said, well, that happened. And then she walked back on and sang. Now, the 12-year-old has said, well, that happened. And I looked at her and I thought, what? what was that? That was just, that's like your laugh out loud. Right. And she, 12 years old and she picked herself up and she got back out there and sang without music and everybody brought the house down. And that's the thing that when we know, well, okay, well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and now what? And now what? And now I'm now. I can do better. Wow. So would you be willing to share some of these tools with our listeners just so they can kind of understand and get a feeling for what they can find in Codebreaker and how they can have their that happened moment and step into that new higher vibration? Look, the book is actually not really a book. It's, it's really a system and it's very simple and elegant and effective. And so in every chapter, from, from, up, from peace to mindfulness, you'll get um, a meditation. And the meditation is just where you get to take a deep breath, sit quietly and really go into that place of what that, what that chapter is about, whether it be peace, love, awareness or whatever. And so the meditation always, when, you, you know, when you're in a place of high emotion, taking a step back and sitting down for a minute, just, just a minute is enough to help you regroup. So meditation is a really big tool. The four questions which I have been using forever, and so has Daniel and thousands of people around the world now because we teach it everywhere. The four questions is something that can shift your world instantly. And so let's say that you have, um, well, let's say your audience now, before they came onto your show, they were feeling a bit out of balance, um, upset about a bill they might have to pay, uh, something just happened in their relationship and they're upset. They're not feeling like they're the best version of who they are. They're feeling judged by family and friends. And so the first question is, how am I feeling? And then they say, well, I'm feeling like I can't pay that bill. Where is that money going to come from? You know, am I really good enough? You know, no one really loves me. And then the second question is, uh, what am I focused on? And then you, you take a step back and go, oh, hang on a minute. I'm really focused on the fact that I don't trust that, that everything's going to work out for the best. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm good enough. What, what is that? And the third question is, how do I want to feel? And that's, that's such a beautiful question because that's when you start turning everything around. So when you ask yourself, how do I want to feel? That's when you get to that point where you go, okay, I actually want to feel like I'm good enough and I deserve love and that I deserve to have money coming to me from everywhere. Mm -hmm. I've, got work, I've got the mindset, I've got the tool set. And then the last question, which is obviously the one that changes everything instantly is what focus will serve that. And so that's when you go, Oh, and that's when that, by the way, that's what we teach you in the book and in our live and online events and how to answer that question from a place that is so powerful that it turns everything around and you can start making decisions. What happens actually when you are answer number four, you change your frequency so quickly that everything else changes around you and comes, in, comes into alignment with you. 
Those are really powerful questions. And what I was also thinking, and I was getting a big smile on my face, and I was starting to giggle, is how, I think it was question three, about what do I want to feel? Because sometimes, don't we want to feel grouchy? Sometimes, don't we want to <laughs> and, and, be and stomp around and act like a two-year-old? And it's kind of funny because just getting to that step, I think having that awareness of, you know, I feel like being a baby right now and I want to be this blah, 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 blah. Then it kind of takes the wind out of our sails and we can say, okay, I just need a little bit of love because I am feeling grouchy. And it yeah. it's just You've just taken this in a fun direction because no one's ever done this before. So what I would suggest is that you ask question number three twice. You go, what do I want to feel? And you go, I want to feel grouchy and stomp around and blah, 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 right? Yep. And then when you've done that, then you go, and what do I really want to feel? Yes. Right? Yes. So once you've, once you've done the ego mind bit, once your little ego puppy's been out of control and had a bit of fun, yep. then you get into your heart center and go, okay, that felt really good. Now, what do I really want to feel about this situation? I love that because yes, the next step is always love. It takes it into a whole different direction. I love that. I'm going to use that, Laura, in my next, we've got a live event coming up in July and I'm actually going to teach that because I think that that was bringing the, the fun humanness into the, into those questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing out loud. <laughs> yes, you are. That's perfect. And I how simple, you know, four questions. How simple is that? It's not like you need to leave the boardroom and find yourself a quiet location and light candles and learn a complex meditation and spend 45 minutes. It's just, yeah, cycling through those questions, you can do it, I'm guessing, in about four to 10 minutes. <laughs> you could probably do it in a lot less. The more you do it, the quicker it becomes. It's just like, wow, okay, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And True. at the minute you're about to go into a boardroom or a meeting with anyone, by the way, even even a first date, when you ask yourself those questions, you're kind of walking in in this frequency that's like, whoa, it's so magnetic. You walk into the room and people go, wow, who is that? You know, people, Daniel and I have this happen all the time. We'll walk into a room or a restaurant or we're sitting in a, you know, a meeting and people actually turn around and say, who are you? What is this? That kind of moves us into my next step, AU, which is accept unconditionally. And Ooh. yeah, that's a big one. But I know you talk about the unseen codes in your DNA that control your life. And, you know, I'm guessing we have to accept some of those unseen codes unconditionally in order to get us into that high frequency of love. Because it feels like if we're constantly fighting against something, we're never able to step into that flow. So I would just like to hear more about some of those unseen codes and how we accept that, hey, this is the way my mind goes and how we choose to move on. Oh, gee, this is beautiful. So accept unconditionally. This is, acceptance is, a, is such a big one when it comes to, acceptance brings you into neutrality, by the way. So what we're, what we're saying is what, you, what we need to accept the fact is that, yes, every human being on the planet is run by these unseen codes, which are really 
programs, beliefs, ideas and stories that we've accumulated over our lifetime and lifetimes and they've also been passed down to us from our ancestors, mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, etc. And they're, this, this, they're locked into the information centre in the human being in the DNA and they are what is responsible for the way our genes express. So, you know, whether or not we get sick or not, um, you know, what it is we look like and everything. So you can imagine that our thoughts probably have one of the most powerful energy vibrations than anything else. And people don't realise this. This is a, Once you start to accept that it's not just your actions and your body that is an energy, that, that we are energetic beings, which science, this is just basic science I'm talking about now, by the way. Yeah. So we all know that our, our, our voices project an energy, you know, they can either project anger or love or, or whatever. But most people don't think that their thoughts are that powerful. And quite frankly, I would have to say from my experience and working with thousands of people around the world, that our thoughts control every single thing about us and our lives. And so to actually accept the fact that we have to clear out the unconscious thoughts that are getting triggered over and over again and leading us back into this place where we want to stomp around yeah. and disagree, um, coming to that place of going, yeah, okay, I can accept that this is the truth. Science does tell us this is the truth. This is what's happening. People are talking about the unconscious mind all, you know, everywhere now. It's yeah. the vogue thing because it's where the healing happens. So the unconscious, just think about this, the unconscious mind um, controls your life 95% of the time, the conscious mind only 5% of the time. Yeah. So if there's a conflict of interest and your conscious mind is saying, I do love myself, you know, I, I, I am good enough, but in the unconscious mind hidden from view is, hang on a minute, who do you think you are? You're nowhere near good enough. And these are things that we've heard as a child or, you know, we've had a past life experience and we've brought them through with us. And... They are the things that when humanity begins to work with the unconscious, they will, they will not only have to come to a, a place of, you know, accept unconditionally that this is the way it works, but they'll be able to accept themselves and everybody else. So when somebody says something to me and I get triggered, I don't have to forgive them. I have to look at myself and go, wow, what's that program that I'm feeling that that would trigger me? And gee, that's a program that they're running. So I'm seeing things in, in terms of programs, beliefs, ideas and stories now. I'm not seeing them in, in form of this human being's a bad person or they deliberately wanted to hurt me um, or I'm a bad person, I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm looking at it as, wow, what's the program that I've got running now that I need to discover, neutralise and delete out of my system so I no longer have that controlling me? Yes. So... For listeners who are thinking, yes, that's the kind of freedom I want, is this something that they can find in your book or is this some of your online programs? Because I know you've got some like 10 module online programs and a 21 day program. Where, where should readers go for more information and where can they get more help on how to break out of those patterns? Oh, this is beautiful. So we do a lot of free masterclasses we've got one running all of this week and so obviously coming on to that and really 
getting into that energy and feeling it is great. If they go to thebiskinds.com, so that's T-H-E-B-I-S-K-I-N-D-S, thebiskinds.com, you can read about, you know, who we are, what we're doing. And if you go to the events page and the products page, you'll actually see laid out for you um, the live events that are coming up the online events, and in all of the events, we actually teach people and take them through this Platinum Life system so it makes life easy for them to, to make these instant shifts. And um, the work, you know, we've, we've changed thousands and thousands of people's lives in a weekend, in, a, in, a, in an online program. And it's hard to believe that an online program can make a shift, but, of course, some people just can't travel, they can't, you know, they don't have the resources to add in the, those expenses. So doing everything from your own home just makes sense. Mind you, you know, Laura, that the magic of sitting with um, people live mm-hmm. is just the miracles and magic that happen in a live event are pretty incredible. And we've got a three-day event coming up in the USA in July and, and in Australia in October. And... Um, I can tell you these people from past experience will walk in feeling one way about themselves, their life and their businesses and walk out feeling entirely different and and showing up in the world in a very different way. Yes. And I will say from our conversation from, you know, learning about you and, and looking through the Code Breaker book and things like that, your program is very accessible and you had mentioned earlier, this is just science. It's not woo-woo magic. It's mm, not at all. And it's powerful, mm. but it is very grounded and it's very simple. This is a program that you could do with coworkers. It's something you could do with your kids, your family. That's right. And, you know, the first port of call, the first stop really is the book because um, Codebreaker, Discover the Password to Unlock the Best Version of You, also comes with a journal, the Codebreaker journal. And that's so exciting because you get to go through this system and instead of writing the book, <laughs> you, you, you journal it. And what, people, what the feedback we're getting at the moment is that people are going back into the journal and going, wow, I really did feel like that when I started reading the book and using the system. And now they're looking at themselves and going, I can't even believe that that was me. And so you, get, you actually get to monitor your own shifts in how you show up in your business and in your relationships with your, your beloved, your, your children and friends and family. I love that you use journaling. It's such a powerful tool. And how you said you get to monitor your own shifts, there's nothing more powerful than that because it's so easy to forget where we're coming from and where we've been. And I know this past weekend, I did my annual um, Women's Sparkle Your World retreat. And same thing, the difference between Friday when the women arrived and Sunday at noon when they left was phenomenal. Don't you love that? That's, you know, for me, there is nothing more rewarding and exciting my whole being I guess you could say every cell in my being is sparkling at the end of working with you know that you've done something you've you've had a mission and purpose you've come here to be of service to humanity and there it is and you see the shifts too so yeah I mean truly for people who are listening to the show honestly I say to everyone 
work with the mentors and the coaches that you know love you and have your best interest at heart. When you talk about also accepting unconditionally, it's like, hey, accept unconditionally your own intuition as well, you know, your own power and ability to discern who you should be working with and, and who, who you should be going out with and who you should be working, you know, working with as in on a success level as well. Quite frankly, when I was in my 20s, Shirley MacLaine had just written the book Out on a Limb. Yes. I know that's really showing my age, but when I read that book, I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even know this was possible. And when other people around me were saying, oh, she's a nut job, oh, she's lost it and everything, I'm, the, I'm this is like, oh, no, this is resonating with me like, yeah, this is it. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that kind of moves me right into that next step, the N of flaunt, and N is navigate the negative. And, you know, what you mentioned, Shirley MacLaine writes this book. People say she's a nut job. She's lost it. There are always people who don't believe or there's always that time where we really want it to work and we try and for some reason it doesn't work and it's so crushing. What are some of the tools and tips that you have for people when, you know, they maybe ask themselves these four questions and they just, they just can't step into that vibration of love. They're just not, they're just not breaking through and they really want to. How do you help them with that? So I, I actually love that you're talking about navigating the negative because if you think about it, we're na navigating the negative most of the time. Uh, and I know that might sound a bit weird, but the truth is that there is so much negative happening on, in the world. There's so much hunger, greed, you know, power plays. Uh, there's so much going on that human beings are quite addicted to this negative mind speak, this negative that's happening around us. And, you know, obviously people say, let's get positive. And so that's going to take us out of that funk. Because when you navigate the negative, uh, there's two steps for me. Is one is, yeah, start focusing on the positive, which we know with the law of attraction and we know that you can start changing the negative in your life by focusing on things that you want to have happen, as though you already have them, by the way. Um, and then well, I'll give you a little story because it's going to make it easier for everyone. And that is uh, my husband, Daniel. He was in a 20-year marriage that just wasn't working. And he had tried lots of therapy and they tried everything and it still wasn't working. And every morning when Daniel was meditating, he would say, okay, God, I am so grateful for your perfect divine love relationship for me. I love it. So he was saying it as though he already had it. He wasn't yeah. saying he wasn't saying it like it was going to come in the future. So he's in a very negative situation that's very painful for him. And he's, he's saying, thank you for your perfect divine love relationship for me. And then he's saying, well, if it can't be with my wife, okay. And if it can be, okay. I don't care. Whatever your perfect divine love relationship for, is for me, I'm having it. Like I'm yeah. having it. Thank you. And as he did that, which was his way of navigating the negative, um, it led to his divorce, it led to him moving to New Zealand and it led to him moving, meeting me. And there it was. And he was giving thanks as though he already had it. So this is, to me, the first step of how we navigate our way out of anything. The other one is 
Daniel and I talk about this in Codebreaker all the time, and we want people to go beyond positive into, mm. into neutrality. And I know most people don't talk about going beyond positive, right? It's a yeah. new one. It's a new thought process. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're into accepting unconditionally today, so we can accept that there's a new thought process out there. And um, so when you get into neutrality, what happens is something will happen that's very negative or something that will happen that's very positive. And instead of getting upset or joyous and getting on a bit of a roller coaster ride, you're stepping back and being the silent observer from a place of joy and love of what is happening around you. And at that stage, that's really called acceptance. And you've navigated your way out of, out of negativity into the positive and into neutrality. So this is the ultimate goal mm. of a virtual seeker. That's beautiful. And that's beautiful for so many reasons. Uh, tagging back around to how you started your answer, as you said, we're kind of addicted to the negative. And there is that pull that unless something dramatic and amazing is happening, that we're not worthy or that life isn't worth living. And it does ping pong back and forth between new amazing job, new amazing relationship. Oh my gosh, it's awful. It's toxic. I have to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and very little in life is that neutral state. But that is where the joy and the peace is to be had because Otherwise, how exhausting <laughs> is living? And people are exhausted. You know, everyone's tired. They, they push themselves. They work hard. Um, everyone is, is tired. And so that's why this, is, this becomes such an important thing for our health. It's, it's really important for every aspect of who we are. And it's what's going to change the planet, by the way. Yeah. Because you're cracking that code that's taking you out of the ego mind, out of the addiction, out of everything. I had one man who, who um, asked us to send him a copy of Codebreaker, so we did, and three days later he rang up and he said, what is this? Um, this isn't a book, it's a system. And, and when I read it, I felt funny. I felt, I don't know, high or something, and so I put it down. And I kept feeling that way all day. And I said, well, you know what it is. I said, it's this high frequency of love and it's the, the information is you know taking you to a whole other place and then he said yeah I thought so and he said and I have to confess something he said I, I have been addicted to watching the news and we all know oh. that all news is fake news and all news is is based on the negative so that you can so it can sell because it knows that we as human beings are fascinated by the negative and yeah. so he said, guess what? After reading Codebreaker, I'm no longer addicted to the news. I don't have to watch it. And if I do, I just don't feel the same way. And so this is a really important, this is our legacy work. For me, I feel like it's a very important place for people to start because this book bypasses so much for us. Yes. And moving past positivity in, into neutrality, I really like that mindset shift also because it grounds us into that frequency of love and that frequency of appreciation. You know, like you were sharing with, I'm Daniel, 
I'm thankful for this relationship. It's not that it's the frequency and that neutrality is a joyful, blissful neutrality. And that's yes. what matters. I know. And you know, people get confused. They say, Oh, neutral, that's bland. And we're going, Oh no, neutrality no. is the opposite of bland. <laughs> you know, when you get to that place and you start to experience it, you live your life from a very, very different place. And uh, people just love you. Like they, love is added upon love. I mean, I know when I first came here six years ago, the politics, for instance, half of the people I met were saying, oh, this is making me sick. And now the other half of the people are saying to me, oh, this is making me sick. And I'm, again, I'm just neutral watching it all. And I'm saying to them, you realise what you're doing to yourself and you realise that you are adding to the negativity on this planet and in this country by, by doing what you're doing and thinking what you're thinking. And they stop and look at me and go, whoa, hadn't thought about that. And I said, well, just think, do you really want to add to the angst that right. is in this country right now? And they go, no. And I said, well, hey, you have to watch this and understand that there is a big picture going on. You have to have trust in the order of all things and that everything is going to work out exactly the way it's meant to. And right. Just don't go into the trauma and the drama and, and get hooked into the negativity. That's where neutrality becomes such a godsend. Yes. And again, like you said, it's not being bland and it's not saying that you can't take action and that you have to go hide in your room. There are things that you can do, but you're talking about this emotional impact of spinning it up or, you know, wringing your hands you can notice something and you can take some beautiful, neutral, blissful action that is a step in power that is not a step in a frantic frenzy. Yeah, I would, you just said something very important then when you said a step in power. I find that I'm my most empowered and impactful when I'm in, an, in a neutral state. And one of the reasons is, is because I've stepped out of judgment, aggression, and I am no longer attached to being right. Yes. And when you remember that when you judge someone, a number of things are happening there. First of all, your unconscious mind applies that same judgment to you. And a lot mm -hmm. of people don't realize this. Like when you, when somebody says, oh, they're so ugly or, oh my goodness, what, what are they doing? Your unconscious mind is going, oh, I'm ugly. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> and, Absolutely. Yeah, really. And so actually being very aware again of your thought process and what you're thinking and saying and actually really controlling that and not and and thinking oh was that a judgment yep that was a judgment okay great i just had a slip let's move beyond that you know once you catch yourself judging it don't judge that you're wrong go <laughs> <Right>. into <laughs> the acceptance again right and go yeah. oh, okay what's the what's this judgment telling me Oh, I've, right. got a, I've got a story about this. This is, this is really getting to know the most important person in your life, which is you. Mm -hmm. you know, I've had people in the live and online program say to me, I had no idea that I was living in that space, that I was contributing to the angst and the negativity of this planet. I had no idea. And they go, and wow. Now that I do, I can catch myself and I can change this. And people are actually changing the way they're thinking, what they're saying on the spot. And, yes. I, you know, to me, that's so exciting. 
Yes. And that's so powerful because the more times we catch ourselves and then we shift and choose different actions, the easier it becomes. And then we're all living in this state of perfect grace where we have broken those codes and we are creating the best versions of ourselves for this planet, which will then in turn create the best version of this planet. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. And, you know, you also talk about in your book the way you repel or attract relationships, the way you maintain or push away someone you love, how you feel about yourself, your motivation, your energy, your zest for life, even the level of success success that you allow yourself. And I, I love in that paragraph how you, when you're describing your book, how it is that push-pull, what do I want and how am I pushing it away? Because it seems like we get so unneutral, we get so attached, and then we get fearful that we're not going to have it, so we repel what we want the most. Exactly. I, yeah. Well, you just got it, didn't you? <laughs> I love working with people who just get it, understand it, and use it, because this is what it's all about. I mean, and remember, a lot of the times, it's not our fault. It is our problem, but it's not our fault. Because again, the unconscious programs, can you imagine that if if you watched your parents fighting as a child, and they, they fought in a particular way, and the husband stomped out, or the wife, you know, or someone was abused, that child grows up thinking that that is the normal way to be in relationship. And so when they start having relationships, if somebody comes out and abuses them or stomps around and leaves them, they think, oh, they love me because, you know, the mummy and daddy loved each other. So, so love, is abu- love equals abuse. And we start making decisions like that mm-hmm. and absolutely understanding that that decision might have saved you as a child to keep you in this, you know, awful situation, but it doesn't serve you as an adult and that it's really time to, to do this inquiry what you'll find when you go through the book, um, when you go through Codebreaker, is you'll find that there's a four-part system in here. So you learn to master platinum and you learn to master what blocks platinum. Uh-huh. And then, then you go through, you, as, as you do that, you're going through a system where you are attuning to a frequency. And this is where you are repelling or attracting from. So the energy that you are vibrating at creates a frequency that does repel or attract people, events, emotions. Then we go into inquiry, which we've we've given you the little four questions so far. And we're taught, you and I have just been talking about inquiry the whole time. This, this, what, what makes me tick? What are my programs? What are my beliefs? What am I attached to? What are my judgments? That's a brilliant, brilliant form of, of getting into the unconscious. And then we go into corrections and that's where I use my psychic abilities to access past lives, to access situations, events, emotions, and decisions that have been really sabotaging my clients' abilities to to move forward and to get to the next level. Uh, And that's really exciting because when you have somebody who can access those that information for you that you simply don't have access to, that's where the real that's such a deep, deep uh, form of healing that all of a sudden all the work you're doing is not only do you feel better 
um, but it's like it no longer affects you. And so the results are sustainable. So rather than just going in and having a weekend where, oh, wasn't that a nice weekend? No, no, no. You come in after the program or the weekend and you go, oh, hang on a minute. But I've got the system and I feel better and I'm staying feeling better. Like, you know, it's, it's so incredible. So after the corrections, then we do activations or what I love to call transmissions of this divine energy where we're always in everything that we do. When you read Codebreaker, when you work with us online and especially when you come to our live events, you are receiving a transmission of this very high frequency love code and it is affecting the way you think, feel and do and who you are being in the world. So that's a really... Um, that's a really exciting thing. So, so it's, um, you know, attuning to the frequency, in deep inquiry, corrections, correcting out the unconscious programs and um, activating, activating this new, beautiful, strong connection to your true self. That makes sense. And, you know, you had mentioned earlier that words carry vibration. And it's my guess that your word in teaching this material is also carrying that vibration, that high frequency. Wow. Oh, yes. The, yeah, when, when we're working, um, and even now I can feel my whole body, you know, my brain is pumping and my hands are pumping out heat and healing energy. And there's what we're doing together now. We're creating a field and a frequency that is so powerful that the people who are listening to this, they'll actually feel a shift and they'll feel better. Um, they'll have a smile on their face and yeah. they'll go, wow, wow, I can sparkle. You know, life isn't that bad. Exactly. Exactly. And then I know with your healing work too, you've got some like platinum circles where people can yes. work together. What is that all about? Isn't that exciting? Yes. This is the platinum circle movement, really, we've only had one so far, but my, my goal, Daniel and I have a mission and purpose, and that is to create a movement where people join us online all over the globe at the same time, and we... Um, take them through what we do in our home every Thursday night. And that is we um, open the circle with a prayer. So we're really setting a high energy field. And we take people through a meditation. I give people a, a correction based on who in the world is in the group and what is needed at that moment because I can discern that. And uh, then we um, close the circle with another prayer. But they get divine guidance. They get a meditation. And all of it is centered around healing your body, mind, and soul. So it's all about changing your frequency so we can change our lives to change our world. And can you imagine, even if you only had 100 people sitting, we had 50 people from all, what's 30 different countries in our first circle. Wow. And the people were reporting back the most phenomenal experiences. And so we're really looking forward to, so hold on to your hat, because we're really looking forward to launching this Platinum Circle movement. And um, I'm not sure when that's going to be. That's our next project. And uh, I'm very, very excited because it's going to be a very inexpensive way of finding your soul family and having a spiritual safe haven where that no matter what is happening to you in your life during the week or during the month, you get to have this respite. You get to have this place where you get topped up with this beautiful divine God-focused healing energy. 
I love that. So good. Now, some of the listeners might be wondering or thinking, you and your husband do this work together, and together you create you know, this energy and this vibration. What do you say to the listeners who are thinking, I'm all in, but my partner isn't? Or, you know, I live so with hard. people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. hard. Well, don't, don't even worry about it. It's not up to you to change your partner. It's up for you, up to you to show up as the best version of who you are and so that they get to see it and go, wow, there must be something in this. Or, wow, he or she really loves this. Isn't that fantastic? So, again, don't go into judgment. I was doing this on my own for um, almost 20-plus years before I met Daniel, and I kind of roped him into it because he was... Uh, he had many spiritual experiences as a child. And um, one of the things that he used to say is, I just want to set people free. And so he was already on this beautiful journey that I was on before I met him. And he was like, he tells people his most significant spiritual uh, mentor is his wife. And I know I get kind of a bit goosey over that one too. Um, But so... Yeah, don't worry about it. Just do what makes you happy. Do what you know to be right for you. And remember, keep loving your partner because your partner is there for a reason. And they'll be, if, if all you want from them and all you need from them is that they support you and don't stop you from doing what you know serves you, then, then you're, you've got it made. And quite frankly, eventually, most people come around. Yes. Mm. Yes. And, you know, that kind of leads me into that last step of flaunt, which is trust your truth. And you've talked about trusting, you know, the divine right timing. And I was thinking that's, that's kind of what we're leaning right into. If you're on one path and your partner's on another path and being grateful and trusting that the timing is right and that they're there for your growth in the same way you are there for their growth. And, how does trust work for you and for code breakers? Well, trust is um, PLA. T- trust is chapter four. So yeah. it's yeah. really important. You know, there's, there's eight chapters and it's number four. And what I know to be true is that without trust, you really kind of can't have the rest of them because you, yeah. you need to be able to trust that you can come to that place of peace and no peace. You can trust that you're capable of forgiving, which is the blocker to peace. You can trust that that you can move through fear that blocks love. You see how I'm going here? This is the... Yes. And then when you get out of trust, you know you get out of trust. There's a really strong marker, and that is anxiety and worry. Uh, The minute you start feeling anxious or worried, you go, wow, isn't this fantastic? I've got the signpost. It's saying... I'm out of trust. Let's just do a U-turn and come back in here and start understanding that, that one of my unconscious programs has put me into a place of worry and anxiety. What is it? Like start inquiring into it, use the four questions, sit and meditate, get hold of me, get into a program or a live event, whatever you need to do. Um, and then you can get back to this place where you understand, hang on, I don't need to feel this way. I don't need to be anxious and worried. I can trust that I am being looked after. I can trust because I know the truth. 
I am a perfect divine being. And the only thing stopping me from living, living that and having the happiness and success that I had come here to experience are my thoughts. Hmm. And if that's the case, then I can trust that I can control my thoughts, that I can live by my design, not by the design of the ego mind and those crazy thoughts that keep me separated from everyone. So trust is a please, please, please. When you trust in the truth, it's the truth of your true self, not the truth of your ego mind. Yes. Oh, I love that you made that distinction because our egos can trick us so much. And how beautiful, yeah, and how beautiful that you take anxiety and worry and are like, oh, thank you. Signposts. Now I know what I need to do. That, mm -hmm. that makes it helpful. It's not that I'm such a bad person for falling into anxiety. I'm so wrong for feeling this way. It's, it's just a signpost. Yeah, and you know what? When, you, when people say, I'm this, I'm that, that's again those judgments. They're so sneaky because you find yourself saying that and being ashamed of what you're feeling rather than celebrating the fact that you're feeling this and it's bringing up the next road for you to walk down. It's bringing up the signpost for you to do the U-turn on. It's just, just imagine that every single thing you think, say, and do and feel is there for you, whether it feels good or not. And if it doesn't feel good, then it's like, okay, that's fine. How do I, how do I shift this? And people are not used to, and we're not taught, quite frankly, that we can shift it and that it is a simple system. Um, yeah. That's why you, you, you can understand why we want everyone on the planet to have Codebreaker in their hands, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, we really want them to have this system. Yes. And think what that would do to all of us. And why would we not want to make ourselves, you know, happy and peaceful? Why would we not want to feel good? Well, and that's the other thing, but that's the big question. And you know, because the ego mind is sneaky, it is saying, well, of course you don't want to. Then you don't need me anymore. Then you're in the divine mind code. Then you're in the love code. And I no longer have any power over you. And the ego mind is so used to having power over us and controlling us that um, it doesn't realize that, hey, it's time for it to be trained and to come into integrity and wholeness with the rest of who we are. And I think that's, uh, since I've started using this system and I, I've gone, okay, I find myself saying something and go, wow, that was a bit hard, wasn't it? Oh, imagine when I was 20, I was so hard. And I actually <laughs> laugh, but using your system now too, I actually laugh at it. And I think, well, maybe, just maybe, you know, I was uh, in fear and yeah. I was, you know, in anxiety and I could see that when I was 18 and my mother was killed, she was given 18 pints of the wrong blood group after surgery. Oh. It was such a tragedy. You know, she was 41 years old and I was 18. And my sister and older sister and older brother, my father, I mean, this was one of the most devastating experiences of all time. And my, I got home from school one day, like a, a week or two after my mother died and our housekeeper was sitting on the steps. She drank all of dad's brandy and she was drunk and sobbing. How am I ever going to live without her? I can't live without her. And I'm 18. I've gone into shock. I'm thinking, this is my, and I just, my hand on its own just went back and I slapped her so hard across the face. And I said to her, you're fired. 
leave this place. Wow. And when I look back at that, I think, oh, my God, that was so hard and so awful. This woman, you know, she was drunk and grieving for my mother. But I had gone into this place of absolute shock and fear and I've had to forgive that 20-year-old. Yes. I've had to forgive her for what it was she felt. Telling you this story is like, listen, we have to accept that we're going to have these times where we slip into a place where the ego mind wants us to act in a way that really I wasn't uplifting her and it didn't uplift me. But right. at the time, it was the place that the 18-year-old was in. So I, you know, having come to a, a, you know, resigned to the fact that she was doing the best she could do, my 18-year-old, that's what we think it is. Yes. Yes. And I like that your truth as an 18 year old is different than your truth as a 25 year old, which is different than your truth as a 30 year old. Our experiences create our truth. And, you know, you talked about our mission here is to grow and evolve. And, and that's part of our evolution. And, but I'm thinking for all the listeners out there who may be thinking about their own lives and, th and you know, feeling shame or regret, that was just your truth at the moment. And now there's this book out there. There's this program out there. There's, you know, even if it's not code breakers, if that doesn't resonate with you, there's other things that move you into love. And our truth now is that we need to move forward. Find that thing that can help you move into your truth so you can elevate and evolve to that next level. Oh, you just said it so perfectly. And it's really like, look, don't let your addictions to your stories and to the pain and to the suffering um, hold you back. Know that there is, there is another way and it's simple, it's efficient, it's effective and that you can change who you are instantly. So listeners, my challenge for you all is to start today. Start with that one step, whether it's a one thought or whether it's jumping online and checking out Sandra's programs. Um, again, her website is the, T-H-E, bizkinds, B-I-S-K-I-N-D-S.com. Checking out their program. Of course, you can always reach out and touch with them as well. LauraCheadle.com, L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. But that is my challenge to you all this week. It's just to take one step in that right direction, one step towards neutrality, one step towards evolving yourself. And Sandra, thank you so much for sharing your light and your wisdom and your sparkle and for letting my listeners know exactly how you flaunt. Thank you for that. Uh -huh. Thank you, Laura. Just one thing for your listeners. I think let's start them off on the right direction. If they go to codebreakerbook.com, there are three free meditations uh -huh. that they can download and start using straight away to change their frequency. So go to codebreakerbook.com and please download the meditations. They're for you and they're a part of the system. Oh, thank you so much. That is so exciting. Thank you for your wonderful gift. That means a lot. Thank you, Laura. And it's just been an honor and so much fun being on the show with you. Oh, thank you so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Listeners, you go snatch up those meditations. Let me know how they work for you. Have a fantastic week. And as usual, don't forget to flaunt. 
Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come release self-judgment, reveal your naked self-worth, and re-choreograph a life filled with joy. Flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. 